The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Welcome to the Provoke Media Podcast. I'm Megan Miller, Head of Content Partnerships at Provoke and host of today's episode. Today, we bring you Perfecting the Partnership with Coin Public Relations. In this episode, we discuss the critical role that agencies play in helping brands reach their target audiences. Who should you be working with? How should you go about identifying them? And how can you decide what's the best activation? To address these questions, we have two guests who are joining us on today's podcast. Jackie Peskin is Vice President at Coin Public Relations, working in the agency's food and nutrition practice. And Dave Holdsworth is Vice President Marketing at Eglin's Best, the number one branded egg in the U.S. Jackie, Dave, nice to have you here. Why don't you give us um, a little background about you, and I'll, then we'll, we can throw it to Dave and, and do some intros here and, and kick things off. Um, so I'm, as you said, a VP here at Coin PR um, and our consumer team specifically working on our um, kind of food and nutrition brands. Um, we, you know, I, I kind of do a lot of the overarching strategy working with the teams. Um, and I also recently got um, my master's in nutrition. So it's definitely a passion for me, um, which is one of the reasons I, you'll see, I love working with Dave and the team on, on Island's Best. Um, but you know, we were always looking for unique um, ways to bring brands to life and really reach those niche um, target audiences um, for those brands. Nice to have you here. Thanks. And Dave, Dave, why don't you give us a, a little background about you and go ahead and introduce yourself and, and then we'll sure. get into I'm it. I'm Dave Holdsworth. I'm the Vice President of Marketing for Eglin's Best. I'm responsible for the Eglin's Best brand and most of our shell egg business. I'm based in Northern Jersey, right outside of Morristown. Fun place if you've never been there. Good, to, Right outside of New York. Good times. I've been in consumer packaged good food marketing for about 25 years. General Mills, Land Lakes, Polaris. Um, and before that, um, interesting fact, I was actually a nuclear engineer and an officer on submarines. So a little bit different background than some people you might talk to. A fascinating career transition, which I am hopeful that we'll get a little more color to you later as we, as we unpack things here. But thank you both for being here. Um, Jackie, why don't you um, kind of kick things off here a little bit, talking about your partnership through COIN and Eglin's Best and, and sort of like why we're why this conversation makes sense today. And um, really interested if you can just talk to us a little bit about um, how COIN markets itself uh, as being, you know, particularly app for partnerships. Absolutely. So yeah, we've been working with Eglin's Best for you know 10 plus years at this point, specifically Dave and I have been working together. Um, I've known him now probably six plus years working closely um, on the brand. And, you know, there's all sorts of things you can do um, for brand campaigns and create generating awareness. And I know we're, we're trying to build brand awareness for Eglin's Best drive trial um, for their superior nutrition, nutritional product. And, you know, we're always, like I said, we're trying to find unique ways to reach audiences, especially today. It's such a crowded um, CBG space. Um, the media is ever evolving and it's just getting harder and harder to break through. So we really tried to look at, you know, what's going to make this unique? How can we be a little bit disruptive? How can we look for, you know, potential partners to help amplify and, really just convey our message, making sure that it's credible and also authentic to who the, the brand is. And so coin here, we, we really take an approach where we're 
mining for the news. We have our ears to the ground, trying to look for those um, opportunistic, say opportunities so that we can organically insert our brands into what's already happening and reach consumers really where they already are. I think that's that's the key. We're all really busy these days, especially these past years have been, you know, it can be a little rough on people and being pulled in multiple directions. So we're just looking to really make it as easy as possible to reach our target audience with a message that they're going to be um, amenable to. Yeah. Um, Dave, can you talk a little bit about like the value of the partnership that you've experienced with coin and, and what that unique perspective of like a, a nutrition um, vertical has brought to your business at Egglands or, or why working with a, a agency that has that nutrition uh, vertical? Absolutely. So it, it's interesting. Our brand, it's, I've worked in a lot of food businesses throughout the years and it's nice working at Egglands Best because you don't have to spin the message. We are actually better than the competition. We've been proven to taste better. We have superior nutrition, more vitamin D, vitamin E, you name it, we're probably more superior in nutrition in whatever aspect you look at. So we are looking for ways to really break through with consumers to get in front of them in different ways to get our message across. Better taste nutrition is an easy message, but you want to do it in new and different ways all the time. You can't just be talking to the same people over and over and over. So you want to find a partner, especially on the PR side, that really gets it. That isn't going to try to pigeonhole you into some campaign that really doesn't have anything to do with the fundamentals of your brand. And Coin is very good at that. I joined the company a little over nine years ago, and we'd been working with Coin PR for about two years before that. So I kind of watched them for a year. And after a year, our CEO came and said, I want you to assess, you know, are they the right partner? Do you want to stick with them? Or should we go out and look for an outside group? I said, I think this is the group we want to work with because it's almost like they're an extension of our company. They're, we are a big brand at retail, but we function as a company more like a small company. We don't have a lot of people. So we need strong outside partners that get us. And Coin has been a great partner and they get us. And that's very important for us. Uh, can you speak to like, I don't know if this might be asking you to jog your memory a bit, but like some of those early campaigns or early work that Coin did when you were first um, sort of evaluating that that convinced you that they were a thought leader in this space or, or things that stuck out to you that that were like, that's that's why we need that partner or why they are particularly above and beyond? Well, there's a lot of partnerships we've done over the years. Um, I can't think back to the exact ones from way back 10 years ago, but one that we've done in the past few years is our partnership with Lifetime Fitness. I'm sure we'll get to talk about that a little bit. So research is a big part about, you need to do research to really understand your consumers and how to reach them better and how they use your products. So COIN, we knew we wanted to reach a health-focused consumer. COIN went out and did a lot of research on various partners we could partner with, and they came back with Lifetime Fitness. Used to be, um, you're in Minnesota, you know, Lifetime I used to go to them in Maple Grove, Minnesota, but big national fitness conglomerate out there, but the consumers, they're in the mindset of health. And we learned that consumers that are working out are much more likely to eat healthier, care about the nutrition in their products. And maybe most importantly, after they go to the gym, I think about two thirds of them 
had raked at the grocery store for for looking for healthy products. Bing, bing, that's a win for us. So Coin came back and said, we think this is we think this is a partner we should work with. Came up with a lot of touch points in the program, and it really did well for us. Um, we did a consumer program with couponing in the Lifetime Fitness locations, and it blew the doors off our projections on coupon projections. So my budget got blown out of the water, but that's a good thing to have when you're <laughs> people were getting coupons. So that was one of the things COIN did that really stuck in my mind as something, a good program that they brought to us. Yeah. Running across the street from that uh, Highland Park one over to Lunds and Byerly's, pick up their eggs yep. right after. Exactly. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, Jackie, can you tell me a little bit more about like what goes into that kind of research when you're doing that consumer research? Um, what are some of the maybe tried and true ways, but also like some of the more innovative ways that you guys have has said about like doing some of that preliminary research about a consumer and, and, and finding the right partner. So a lot of times brands will have consumer insights and research that we're, we're digging through, but other times we're really trying to dig and just vetting various trends. So we have a couple of platforms and things that we use here at Coin, and one in particular that we've used recently is Alexa, and it actually lets you um, look at profiles of, of your consumer. And so based on interest, so if there's a high affinity for, let's say, home decor, and you can look at certain age ranges, um, certain geographical areas, and you can also see what are like-minded brands. So when you're looking for partnerships, when you're using this tool, you know, you might discover that, oh, wow, I didn't realize that our target um, was so interested in gaming or entertainment or things like that. And so when you're looking for partners, you may look for someone a little bit more unexpected because even though maybe you're a food brand um, and you, we've been seeing this a lot in the media with disruptive brands coming out with all sorts of collaborations and wacky items, right? I think what it comes down to is making sure whatever that is, is truly authentic to your brand and your ultimate consumer, target consumer. So this platform can kind of help us uncover um, different unique passions or interests of the consumers that then we can say, hey, that's interesting. Why don't we think of a partnership or collaboration in a different way um, based on this? That might be something we would have never even thought about yeah. um, in the past. And so that's one way we've been trying to just kind of think outside the box um, in and bring together, um, you know, the team here, you know, we, we brainstorm across verticals here. So even though I'm the consumer team and really focus on that food and nutrition, we've got our healthcare team, we've got a sports team. So we also work really great together in the sense, Hey, you know what, let's brainstorm with a couple of different areas. Cause they might think about this in a whole new, new yeah. way or bring another layer to it. Um, or even if a client comes to us with an existing program or partnership, we can look at it through a different lens. So yeah. those are just a couple of different ways we try and look at it uniquely um, so that we can come back with something that's a little bit unexpected and a little, has a little bit more breakthrough power for, yeah. especially from an earned media perspective. I always kind of talk about like partnerships is like the Venn diagram, if you will. There's your, your agency or the prospective mm -hmm. partners and you have your brand and it's that little sweet spot in the middle where those surprises might, might actually exist. And um it's, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued now to ask what have some of those uh, surprises been? Um, I don't know, either one of you can feel this one, but, but um, some of the, the places where you 
were a little more like that wasn't that wasn't traditional. That feels a little outside of the box. Yeah, I think well, recently we actually have a program going on right now with um, the home edit, you know, the home organization sensation yeah. that's kind of hit. Um, and I know um, when we looked at our consumer profile and we're digging into those insights, we saw that home decor and design was a very big um, interest for that specific target for Eglin's Best. And so when we first brought the idea to, to Dave and the team, I think they were like, oh, what does this have to do with <laughs> eggs, right? Like, you know, organizing your fridge and your home. And, you know, we dug a little bit deeper and me being a little bit of a nutrition junkie, um, dug into some research and found, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that say how you organize your fridge can actually help you eat healthier. So, you know, keeping your produce and your fresh whole foods front and center, not letting them get hidden in the back where you find them, you know, three months later, not sure what it turned into. Um, but essentially, you know, we're like, I think this, there's something really interesting here, pairing these, you know, celebrity organizer sensations with potentially our registered dietitian so that, you know, we can talk about partners on an individual level as well, but pairing them with an RD to talk about, okay, you guys are the experts in organization. We've got an expert in nutrition. Let's, let's blend those worlds together and see if we can come up with a really fun program. And that's actually what's going on right now. We've teamed up with them to do some really awesome content fridge organization, but really adding that nutritional layer, um, really highlighting Ellen's best as that nutritious whole food that every, you know, American family should have in their fridge. Um, and that it's a great prep item, right? Prepping also makes you eat healthier. So we just found a lot of insights. We're having a lot of fun with it um, right now and consumers can even win a fridge. So again, just including some fun elements and getting consumers to engage with us. But that was definitely something I would say a little bit unexpected for, for the brand. And that was, and every year when we do, we usually do our planning. We like to finish up the plan in October, November. So we're ready to go for the next year. And we usually do our planning brief midsummer. And I always, we always say to coin, it's okay to push us, make us a little uncomfortable on some things. Don't just do the same cookie cutter things every year because it gets rote, a little boring. We want to reach new people. So what that leads to is sometimes they come back with things that actually make us a little uncomfortable. That's <laughs> The home edit's the perfect example. When they brought it to us, I'm like, you guys are freaking crazy. I don't know. How does this fit in with nutritious eggs? It doesn't fit. And they said, wait a second, trust us. And they took us through it. We said, you know what? You're right. We, this, I, I, I kind of jokingly have a, a saying in marketing that consumers are stupid, but they're smarter than marketers. So <laughs> you, ha you have to sometimes take off your marketer and look at what the consumers really want and are consuming. And yeah. it makes more sense. You can't just look at everything through your own lens or you're going to miss stuff. So this was one where Coin brought it to us and we a little bit pressed the I believe button and it's been doing well for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. It really is so easy to, to market to ourselves when we're thinking from the mindset of being a marketer. Like we know our bubble, we know the people we surrounded, we know our interests and it's so uncomfortable sometimes to like trust yeah. that that outside of the bubble perspective yep. how um if you don't mind if we can keep talking a little bit about this home edit one i'm i'm picturing these uh instagram feeds right now with all of the like beautifully organized uh eggs and and my initial thought was well how do you how do you brand it like how do you co-brand when when all those eggs are now in organized containers in the egglands boxes missing from how they reorganize those bridges, but like what have some of the activations 
kind of, how have they come to life and, and is it, you know, like endorsements or, or do you do some lookalike audiences? What has been some of the like more effective ways of marketing a product that inherently doesn't have a label on it if it's not in a, a box? So interestingly enough, Eklund's Best Eggs have a cute little EV stamp on them. So you really can actually see them, see the difference even just in, in the egg in the fridge. And, you know, that was definitely a bit of a challenge up front, right? And we always talk about partnerships that, um, you know, it's kind of, we say it's kind of like dating, right? Like you're, when you're vetting them, you want to make sure you've got, you know, common interests, common values. And you want to make sure you're kind of managing those expectations. You don't get too far in. And we, you know, I think it's, there's always compromise in our relationship too. And so when we're working with these collaborators, like a home edit, we, they know what performs best on their channels, right? Just like we know our brand inside and out. And so when working with them, it did come up to be a little bit of a challenge. You know, you know, our branding is on our packaging, right? That's where our nutritional messaging is. And you know, they have their containers that they like to put them in pretty. And so we compromise, right? So we have some content that shows, you know, Eglin's best eggs in our packaging in the fridge, because let's be honest, there are consumers that don't really understand why do I need to take my egg out of a box to put it into another box, right? <laughs> and so we also want to be inclusive and not make this feel so, you know, unachievable. And that's where our registered dietitian came in too, because her whole motto is like making nutrition accessible and easy. And so putting that layer on it, we were able to kind of look at it both ways. And because Eglin's Best has this cute little EB red stamp on there, we do have branding on the egg that when in that container, you can see that. But majority of the content, we did compromise that, you know, the packaging was key for us. Um, it's how consumers recognize us, you know, in the aisle. And so they were willing and able, and we worked together to put that you know, in the fridge and create some really fun content, organizational content that went up on their pages that we were able to cross promote um, and target and then um, drive as well to our, our sweepstakes and then leveraging our registered dietitian, of course, in, you know, for media outreach, um, radio media tour. So just looking how else can we just get eyeballs on this and generate some awareness, even with some of those grassroots tactics um, that's ultimately just going to elevate um, the brand overall. And I think looking for that partner, you know, we looked at the home edit because of this insight, but then when we looked further, um, we used a, a program called Julius to really look at the back, you know, the insights behind the profile. And so we're able to dig in and see that they're hitting our direct audience. They have a high engagement. Um, and so that just all helped us know that this program was going to be successful um, when we kicked that off. Dave, when you are thinking about like, you know, as, as this program's underway and it felt a little like outside of the comfort zone or, or like outside of the logical initially, what are some of the like factors or um, milestones that you look to in evaluating? Like, is this partnership making sense? Is it like, how are you kind of measuring on your own turf? I mean, first off, you have to make sure that whatever partner you work with, if you're talking an individual or people, they have to actually be fans of the product. If they, if they say, I don't eat eggs or I really don't like your product, you know, we, we don't want that because it's not a natural fit. We want, when someone's talking about our product, we want it to come from the heart because it really is a better tasting, more nutritious product. So that has to come organically from them. And once that happens, they have to, you know, check a lot of the boxes, you know, 
They have the right audience. They speak well about the product. They're willing to feature the product in a positive way. If they come up with a recipe, it's got to be a nutrition. You know, it could be a, a great tasting product, but they have to be willing to talk about the nutrition that the product adds to a cake. You know, now it has vitamin E than the cake you would make otherwise, things like that. And they have to be willing to feature the product in a way consumers recognize. Like Jackie talked about, a lot of our nutrition is on our packaging. It's very recognizable. It's a you know quick snapshot of why we're better. But the good thing about our product, like Jackie says, is the eggs themselves are actually branded as well. It's got the Eggland's Best stamp. And I got to tell you, it is really hard to teach all those chickens out there to lay the, <laughs> the little stamps on it. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> those are the kind of things we look for. Can I ask that stamp, was that um, strategically placed or decide, like decided on so that you could also handle branding when it was outside of the package? Or is that like a different sort of... Like it's two things. Thing. One, it's additional branding for the product, but also it's it's a, a quality stamp that consumers know. If I see that see that stamp, whether I'm in Maine or California, I'm gonna get the same great tasting, better nutrition product, no matter where I am, and I can trust it. Yeah. How long have you guys had that on the product? Like Ooh, all time coming or? up on 30 years. I mean, the Eggles okay. really launched in its current form in the early 90s. So we've had a stamp on the product pretty similar to the current stamp since the beginning. Yeah. And you guys have been working together for 13, 15? Coin PR, I think it's 11, 12 years now. Yeah, 11, 12 years or so. Um, yeah. longer, longer than Jackie's been married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's an unfair question then for me to ask you, Jackie, like what, what it was like to come into like such a legacy brand, but um, perhaps either, yeah. I, I don't know, um, how long had you, Dave, been at, at the company? I've been a little over nine years. Okay. So you, like the, the legacy part was already well in place when you both came and it wasn't, it wasn't a, a shift together, but I don't know if you're able to talk about it or if you know, kind of like historically, like have there been tenets uh, of the brand that have stayed tried and true for the last 30 years? Are there things that Jackie, like you're being tasked with, you know, paying homage to or keeping intact like you're juggling something like in 30 years 30 years spectrum is is quite a different marketing approach um audience Jackie let me take that and then I'll pass sure. it to you but our brand motto has been better taste better nutrition better eggs and that's been it from day one in the early 90s up until today so everything from the brand comes from that we might do evolutions from that but everything has to be based on better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Jackie, yeah. your nickel. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would say kind of coming into it because, you know, I've been working on this brand for about six years within that legacy story. Right. And so when I came in, um, you know, I think it's how we communicate and Dave kind of hit that, right? Like we know, they know who they are. We know who Evelyn's Best is. And, so I think the challenge is how do we keep that fresh and how do we stay relevant? And how do we stay top of mind with consumers, media, influencers? How do we break through? Again, you know, I think everyone can agree, especially in this industry, that it's just getting harder and harder to break through. And so coming in, um, kind of just looking at, you know, what are we doing? What's working? What's not working? How can we continue to evolve the brand? Are there ways that maybe we weren't thinking about and how we can make this nutrition relevant? And I think even looking in the past two years 
in a pandemic, right? It was such a roller coaster, right? At first, everyone's, there's all the research coming out. Consumers are reading worse. This is terrible, right? This is terrible for their health, their mental health, their physical health, all that kind of stuff. People are sitting and and then it started to come out. Well, now actually our people are spending a little bit more time on their wellness and they're actually trying to take that back, that self-care, right? And really focus on their nutrition because they've had a minute to kind of realize, wow, like this is a health care for the world, right? And we need to take better care of ourselves. So I think that's where we can come in and provide a unique perspective and have a tap on what's going on in the news and what trends are happening so that we can organically insert ourselves into that conversation and not in a way that we're talking at our consumer and saying, yes, you should be having this nutrition and blah, 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 right? I think it's more about we're here for, we're, we provide a spirit product because we believe, we truly believe that every family should have access to this superior nutrition in an easy whole food way, right? We're not selling all these different gimmicks. It's, it's a whole food that is nutrient dense. And I think that's where finding the right partners and registered dietitians to add credibility and convey that messaging, especially in this environment, has really resonated with, with consumers. So I would say definitely a challenge when you have a brand that long, you want to keep it, keep them relevant, keep them fresh. But I think making sure that you're moving along with the trends and rolling with them and trying to um, stay with it is, is really important across the board. Dave, I was, you, you kind of segued us there, Jackie, but I was going to say we have this product that has been in a part of our lives uh, for as long as most of us have been eating and consuming. Um, yes, but, some of you. I'm yeah. a little older, but yes. <laughs> but I am curious. I'm sure that there were still challenges you faced during the pandemic. Like everybody's marketing has been impacted. Everybody's story has been impacted. And um, I don't know if there, there's got to, I'm assuming that there's something that doesn't occur to most of us that Eglins was facing um, during the pandemic marketing and, and, and maybe there wasn't, but I don't know. There actually there were, I'll, I'll throw out a couple. You probably remember when the pandemic first hit hard, you couldn't find toilet paper anywhere. You couldn't find cleaners. The other thing you couldn't find on the shelf was eggs. <laughs> so we looked at that. And for about six weeks, it was very hard because you can run, if you're making, you know, hostess cakes, you can run a third shift and produce more hostess cakes. You can't do that with chickens. You know, you can't tell them to let's lay more eggs. You only have a certain amount of production. It takes a while to get them up and running. So when consumers were running to the grocery store and buying out everything, we saw that this is not a good situation. We can't be out there heavily advertising and doing PR. So we kind of, for about two months, we dialed back as much as we could because we didn't want to be out there promoting when people were having a hard time finding it on the shelf. So we then came back when the supply evened out a little bit we doubled down and increased our spend to get people back on our product. But we also found, and Jackie, I'm sure you can talk about this, the pandemic, it was difficult in a lot of ways, but it also presented some new opportunities. We, we, Jackie came to us and said, we know consumers are not going to the gym to work out during the pandemic. Let's look at other options here. And we came up with a partnership with The Daily Burn, which is an online fitness program. We partnered with them during the pandemic did very well for us, but we reached consumers in a new and different way that we probably wouldn't have pivoted towards if the pandemic hadn't happened, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd say I think 
during that time, it just shows how quickly you might need to pivot and be a little bit nimble. You know, we were signing contracts with partners and I think, you know, especially a lot of people who might be listening can relate and trying to roll that back in an unprecedented situation. Um, it takes a lot of time, a lot of um, collaboration, a lot of discussion across the board. But I think what was, you know, unique to this relationship is that we've we really know the brand well, and and Dave and I, we go back, the brand goes back. So we were able to work really closely to find a solution and bring various solutions to the team um, that wasn't going to, you know, where we were peeling back, but we were still um, able to come back with kind of a revamped plan. Um, and I know across the board, even at COIN, it was just um, a bit of a, a little bit of a crazy time with just trying to replan and replan and replan and also replan again because you know you'd replan and then then a couple next couple months are like up oh, and we're still staying home right so I think you can't we we're constantly having to be um nimble and just open-minded um and just kind of taking it all in and and going with the punches because no one knew what was what was going to happen if we were going to be back in person in three months six months and, and look at us today right so I think um being able to just work closely and know that there's going to be some hiccups along the way. Right. Um, but as long as we are core to who we are, we're authentic, we're, we're still bringing back programs that make sense that we're still going to get that awareness, um, yeah. and, and breakthrough. Has it changed how you've thought about what you look for in a partner, Dave? Um, like just like the learnings coming out of the last few years, or has it changed your perspective just generally on what partnerships add and well, I'd say a little bit. So we're still looking for the right partners. You probably need to look at them through a slightly different prism. To, you want some, you're reaching people in a different place than you might have two years ago. So it probably leads you down a slightly different path of who you end up working with. So, yeah, but fundamentally, no, but just, yes, I'd say on the fringes. Yeah. What did those... Um like those two months when you're kind of in, in hibernation mode, if you will, from, from marketing, what, what did your daily, you know, what were their daily check-ins? You know, we, you talked a little bit about how you have seen your partner agency as, as like an extension of your team, but like, what were those conversations like? How much were you informing each other and how much were, you know, you waiting to turn the lights on? I think I talked to Jackie more than I talked to my wife during those two weeks <laughs> because we had some time. programs about to hit that were in-person programs where, you know, large events where we would be at. And that kind of didn't happen anymore. So we had to start unwinding all of those things at the same time we're trying to look down the road and supplement it with something different to still be maintain top, you know, top mind awareness with consumers. So we were undoing, untying some knots while trying to, you know, tie other knots over here. <laughs> Jackie probably got sick of seeing me call <laughs> every 10 minutes. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. You know, I think every day brought a new challenge um, that we were game for. And I think we, we just had a, we had a lot of resilience um, and just trying to tackle everything that came our way. And I think, again, that open dialogue and having that relationship with the, with, with Dave and the team um, made it easier, right? You know, when you're working in silos and you're just kind of being thrown something and expected to come back with this, it doesn't always work as well, you know, but when we're keeping an open dialogue and really understanding the goals and the objectives and 
trying to see that path to success, right, in all that clutter, um, I think it's just, it's really important to have that relationship where we truly, and I know Dave said, you know, looking at coin as an extension of the team, that's across the board at coin, how we work. It's essentially, I don't know, I work at coin, but I work on Ireland's best, right? I work on, on these clients and we live, breathe their business um, and, and try and learn it as best we can so that it is as if we are working for those companies because that's where we're gonna get the best value and that's when we're gonna be able to provide the best value. Um, if we don't understand the brand and we're not living, breathing that every day, then we're not gonna be coming back with partnerships that make sense or programs that make sense that are really gonna hit that consumer. And I'll add one thing to that, Megan, just to, to tell you how closely we work together. Our New Jersey office, we are next month going to be kind of blowing it up and, you know, reconfiguring it and putting the new lights and ceiling fans and all that stuff. So we're going to be homeless for about two months while they do this. We're actually, our people, New Jersey people, we're going to be moving into the coin off <laughs> two to three days a week. They've been kind enough to set aside offices and cubes and a conference room for us to use. So we're going to be kind of like those annoying in-laws that move into your <laughs> Their house is being rebuilt. That's going to be us. You should have led with that, Dave. That, that's like the hallmark of a, you've now set a very high bar for partnerships. Yeah, forward. that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm, how did how did that conversation all unfold? Was that like, was that a, an ask or was it a, well, it makes sense? Or did you come well, knocking was, on the door? It was kind of an ask. Right now, COIN has you know, they have a little bit of extra office space. So I knew it was a possibility. So, you know, I called up and just said, Hey, would this be a possibility? Because we are, we're back in the office five days a week, you know, we're a little flexible consumer, you know, our, our people work at home, you know, one or two days a week, but we didn't want to just have two to three months of everyone just disappearing because yeah. we value some of the in-person collaboration. So I was trying to find a place where we could do that. And coin came to mind and called up and they said, absolutely. <laughs> Happy to have you. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Now you know that that's like an RFP requirement. Uh, if, if they'll, <laughs> if they're willing to house you. <laughs> well, it's, also, it's also nice because our office is probably two and a half miles away from the coin office. So it's also convenient. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Very good. Well, um, I know we've kind of really unpacked like post pandemic and um, a bit about the value of your your uh, partnership. I think one of one of the the resounding things is just like the longevity of that relationship has really led to trust and um, kind of like these these areas of kind of ownership and, um, and and the division of of responsibility and the research and the ideas and then the the trust Dave from you to be able to say turn it on or go or you know green light things and. Um, it is really interesting, but honestly, that that proximity, especially as we're talking right now about um, the coming back to the office, and there's so much discussion around four day work weeks or do we go back to the office? And and this is just such a resounding storyline that I'm hearing in our industry in general about like the the relationships and that in person is just something that is so enhances our work so much when we are able to brainstorm in a room together or work together in a room. And so it's really interesting to, to see that played out in your, the fruits of, you know, 10 years of working together and, you know, um, and whatnot there. So on that note, anything that I've 
that you want to add that that we should talk about? I think the only other thing that we didn't get into is, you know, we were talking about how partnerships can really, you know, help brands meet a lot of objectives, right? New product launch, maybe you have a purpose campaign, um, but there are also, you know, some watchouts, right? And some pitfalls that um, we've learned through our partnerships through Everyone's Best and, and even other brands that we work on at Coin just to make sure that you're truly, truly vetting. And I think that, you know, a lot of times people get that kind of shiny object syndrome where it's like, oh, wow, like, did you see what Cheetos did? Or, you know, um, I think really Ranch just came out with a diamond ring made with ranch in it because of carrots, which was so funny and so unique, right? It's so authentic. And Hidden Valley is just like known for doing these wacky things, right? So I think a lot of times clients may see them be like, we want to do that. We want something like that. And I think we have to take a step back and say, that's awesome. You know, is it the right audience? You know, is that who you are as a brand? We need to make sure that it's authentic. We're not just diving in head first. And so that's where we're, you know, again, we have this kind of results, uh, results first approach of coin where we really look ahead, as I was mentioning, and, and we kind of have the end in mind. And we want to make sure that we are like working really hard up front to vet that and make sure there is alignment and it's authentic so that we can kind of see that road and that pathway to success. And I think it's important for brands to understand that um, partnerships can leave really great lasting impressions, but they can also have the potential to leave a negative impression. So you just have to be really careful um, and not just scare anyone from jumping into a partnership, but I think a well-vetted um, partner can really, really set the bar and just pave the way and create a blueprint for the success of future future programs. Um, and I know in our case, when we're vetting partners, we definitely now, um, from some challenges we've had in the past with certain partners, we 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 ask for certain things. So you know. Are there case studies that you can show us? Have you partnered with brands in the past? Do you have a sample metrics or KPIs reports? What kind of metrics can you deliver, right? Just things that are gonna really kind of help manage that expectation upfront and even down to referrals at this point, we'll say, hey, who have you guys worked with would love a referral? Um, again, you're gonna get kind of the truth from that from that other side. And it's just another way to vet and make sure that, um, that that brand that and that partner you're working with is going to be able to deliver on that expectation as well for for you. And the one thing I'd add to that, Jackie, is Coin does a pretty good job, and we like to hold them to this. After we do a program or a partnership or an outside person we we work with, let's look back. Let's be honest. What worked? What didn't work? What what would we do differently? Would you do it again? Because a year from now or two years from now, we might be looking to doing something similar. Let's look back and what we learned. You know, if our if the influencer, the spokesperson we talked about is not as technologically savvy as we had hoped, okay, now we know that's something to look for in the future to make sure we don't walk into the same bear trap again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About that yeah. as partner. It sounds so. I think you bring up a good point, Jackie. That it really is um, a two-way evaluation. You know, we talked a little bit about the relationship and like how it evolves over time, but also de determining if you're both good partners. Um, and I think like that vetting process to know from an agency perspective, are we gonna be able to deliver for this client as well? Um, and setting yourself up as, as um, for success as an agency is, is really something to be mindful of too. And um, 
yeah, I'm, it, it's interesting. Have you, have you had to call in the referrals before? Have you had, like, have you really um, done that? I think like there's a, a sense out there that like agencies at the end of the day, they want business. And so it's, it's easy to like, um, to say that you'll, you know, you can kind of shape and morph yourself into whatever that client needs. Um, but I'm, I'm curious how, um, how you're able to weigh and evaluate that, that desire to close new business and new partnerships with also taking on a partner that makes sense for you. Yeah, I think, I mean, when it comes to kind of relationship with say an angle that's like a client probably work a little bit different, but yeah, we, we want to make sure that we can deliver. And I think it comes down to coin PR. And one of the reasons I love working at coin is we are very transparent. Um, and we we're going to tell you if we can do this or we can't, you know, we've had a number of pitches where we've said, you know what, <clears throat> you know, I don't think we can deliver what you're asking. And, you know, we kind of wish you the best of luck. And if you ever need this and this, like we're here kind of thing. Um, but we want to be honest because we never want to get into a situation where we've overpromised and now we can't deliver because that's probably the worst place to be. Because now, when when someone else requests a referral and if that particular client you know gets on, that person may say that coin you know coin isn't delivering right. And so that's where we don't want to get into that trap, as you mentioned, Megan. Right? We want to make sure that we're providing you know sound counsel at all times for our clients and you know in us vetting partners for brands, right? And who we want to work with and who we want to bring to the table, you know, whether big or small, right? Because there can be big partnerships, like I said, you know, academic institutions, other brands, um, nonprofits, um, and then also smaller individuals, right? Like influencers and experts, you, you need to make sure that, again, that everyone is on the same page and that roles and responsibilities are outlined, right? There's just, we can get into a place where, oh yeah, this all sounds great, you know, and like the dream team partnership. And then you get into it and they're like, oh, well, we thought you were paying for that or that's not in our budget. And how are we going to bring this to life? So we do a, you know, a pretty good job of setting that all up in the beginning and you have a contract, you have an agreement, right? You need to make sure that whether it's exchange of services or in kind or whatever it may be, there's some sort of formal agreement um, attached. And, you know, that's, that's what happens during that vetting process, which is why that is so critical. Um, I would say the two most critical things are number one, establishing what those brand, what your brand's objectives are and what success is going to look like, right? So who you are, what are you trying to achieve before you get to the partner? And then when you get to that partner, just making sure there's alignment, vision alignment, mission alignment um, across the board and just managing those expectations for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, Jackie Peskin, Dave Holdsworth, Thank you so much for being with us today, teaching us a little bit about um, partnerships, talking about your personal experience um, with the partnership between Eglin's Best and Coin. And um, yeah, great to have you both here today. Thank you, Megan. It's been fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is the Provoke Media Podcast. Thank you for listening. And um, we'll be back next time. Thanks. You've been listening to the Provoke podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.